Hello, this is Terry Stevens from WOZZFM. I'm calling for OTEP Shamaya. Hey, you guys, how are you? Hi. Hey, um, and we're getting some really weird, like, feedback and stuff here. Yeah, sorry, we're uh, traveling through the mountains of Colorado at the moment, so. <laughs> oh, so there's, yeah, some some issues. I'm Nikki, by it the might way. Be, I, I shouldn't be hanging out the window, probably. No, I'm getting that, that echo, yeah, no, Colorado on 420 at that. Now nah, you don't want to be you don't want to be screwing around on the roads, man. They're, they're looking for people getting into stuff today. Yeah, they are. Awesome. Hey, it's uh, Terry Stevens from Rock 947. I've got the boss, Nikki Montgomery, with me too. So excited to talk to you this afternoon. Thank you, thank you, thanks for having me. Well, you're out on a new tour, and obviously you've got the new record out. The uh, video I just watched came out today. Is that mm. correct? It is. Yeah. yeah. Worldwide today. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty awesome the song is fantastic but the video is really cool too the whole imagery is just i don't know it kind of messes with you on 420 (laughs) (laughs) now you should know this nikki montgomery is actually the boss of rock 94 7 so if the boss is smoking (laughs) i'm thinking i can smoke too i think i just got clearance get away with some things around here I think people lead by example. I mean, that's what I... Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, I appreciate that. You know, we worked really hard on the video and and really tried to come up with some... with the right uh, optics for it, the right visuals for it. Um, It was to really show all the different um, emotional, I guess, you know, storms people go through when 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 they're met with loss. And uh, and I think we were also wanted, we didn't want it to be too dark, um, so um, I worked at this with the same artist that I've worked with since my first record. His name is uh, Paul Brown, and he's just he's just incredible and a visionary. And and I think this this what he he and I were able to do um, with uh, the substance of the, of the video, but also the, the actual um, visuals of it, uh, looking as though someone is living through a memory. What I told him and what he gave me back was, I think, something really, really forward-thinking, and I'm really, really proud of it. The um, the line in that song, In Cold Blood, something's wrong with me to think that something's right with you. I mean, damn. <laughs> once, <laughs> once again, yeah. when, when people ask me, hey, who's, who's some of your favorite lyricists in metal? I mean, you're, you're right at the top of the list, man. That line just cuts, cuts through. Thank you. Thank you very much. I think there'll be a lot of people that would argue with you that whether or not we're in metal or not. But uh, favorite lyricist, I will take. Thank you. Now, there, there's a there's another line, uh, quite a few lines. I mean, trying to pick one on this record, I mean, it, it's damn near impossible. Thank but you. equal rights, equal lefts. He called me a dyke. Yeah. I called him an ambulance. Damn, laying down yeah. the heat, man. That is. That, that's dope as hell. And it's so cool yeah. to, I mean, in that song, I mean, it, it's so cool to hear a female artist laying down mm. some braggadocio, so to speak, man. I mean, you're, you're hanging yeah. with the best of them. Thank you very much. I was actually told by um, um, a journalist from a, a really, you know, one of those, one of the, one of the bigger publications um, one, usually don't ever cast their eyes towards an underground band like mine, but she said that that she found that shocking that that I, that she was that I had written that and, and um, she corrected herself and actually said, well, yeah, but I guess I wouldn't be as shocked if if um, a male artist had written it. Exactly. And, um, exactly. Yeah, 
And I, I, I you know, listen, I, I, uh, I'm very proud of that song. I, I fought really hard for it to be on the record. I think that it's culturally appropriate. I think that it's politically appropriate at the moment. But also, um, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think that the more, you know, it's, it's like, it's, it's kind of what Harvey Milk said, you know, the, the more we speak out, the more that um, it becomes normal, it becomes normal, and it won't be as shocking. But at the same time, I am really proud of that song lyrically. Um, I, I, it's based on some actual events that, that <laughs> happened to me. When I, and so uh, I really was happy to put that down. That, she, and, she's uh, not still blowing up your phone and blowing up your uh, blowing up your uh, your house, right? Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. That's, that, that's not happening. And that, and that, that dude in, in, in still talking to me. <laughs> uh. <laughs> That's a song that that resonates hard with a lot of your listeners and or yeah. your your fans are just rallying behind that song. They are, and, and I, I I tried to explain to the label that that's going to be a that's a sleeper song. You know, that's what that's the term for it. Like it's going to be a really popular song because it, it speaks to bullying, regardless if you're gay or lesbian or or, or if you know someone who's gay or lesbian or bi trans. You, you know you. Uh, you, you know what bullying feels like. You know when it feels like when someone tells you that you're not uh, living your authentic, that you're not allowed to live your authentic self. You know what it feels like when someone tries to take your dignity away from you. And that song to me is is standing up for that. It's it's it it, it chooses a subject me because this has actually happened to me. Someone did say that to me. He did did end up uh, probably sipping juice uh, <laughs> for about six months, but. Um, the uh, it is. I think people can relate to it because everyone's felt bullied. You know, and I think everyone's felt felt like someone's tried to take something from them before, and, and that's what that song celebrates: is kind of standing up for your rights, fight for your right to exist, no matter who you are. I gotta ask you, <clears throat> Otep, on this tour, you have a gig mm. booked on May thirteenth at the Rock Shop in Fayetteville, North Carolina. And there yeah, are we do. there are certain parties that try to bully by using legislation. I mean, what kind of discussion has there been with you and your crew? I mean, uh, as far as well, playing a gig, there I know I know a lot. Yeah, a lot of people have talked. I mean, there's a lot of artists. Bruce Springsteen, Pearl Jam, are canceling shows in North Carolina, and I respect that um, because they're at a, at a level where they can do that, and it impacts more than their their boycott will impact the state more than boycott of mine would my what would what my impact would be and will be is to show up damn straight to show up yeah. and to do and to defy you know anybody there um to try to stop us one two to also to empower those people that show up because if those people are showing up whether they know about the legislation or not because believe it or not not a lot of people pay attention to local politics um they always it's always the president's fault you know but that's not true your local and state legislatures control your lives much more than the president does. But a lot of people won't know about it, and those that knew about, know about it and those that oppose it will leave our show empowered to do something about it and to maintain um, equality for all people. Because it's not just us that they're coming after. It will be you next. You know, it's happened before, you know, in the 90s when they tried to come after extreme music, when they tried to tell people what kind of music was acceptable or what what... You know, uh, what kind of, even after Trayvon Martin, what kind of clothes can you wear? You can't wear, they were telling kids not to wear hoodies at night. Well, most of my fans wear hoodies. <laughs> I mean, when they walk into their cars after the show, they, they throw a hoodie on. So uh, this is really about standing up for individual freedoms and individual rights. And, and, and uh, we're going to make it, we're going to make sure that people leave that show feeling empowered 
and feeling strong and, and feeling loved that, that everybody's welcome. Man, you're such a good role model. I love you so much. She's, I know. she's the best. I mean, really. See, uh, you, you've got thanks. these. Uh, you've got a crew. Uh, you've got one hell of a tour here. You've got uh, these girls in doll skin who are they you know, they're like teenagers, man. So like they are. And let me tell you that that band is so talented. They are, and they're such good people. And they they have their parents out with them, so you know they've got good guardians and everything. But they they are they are really a really talented band. And the fact that they're all female should mean nothing but it's just it, it's it's a thing right now again one of those things where we need to see more of it but they're really really talented you guys go check out those oh for sure now one of the other artists that you're uh, touring with Lacey Sturm um she mm. is an artist who's had to undergo a bit of reinvention I mean she kind of came yeah. out of that whole Christian rock scene and now she's got her own thing I mean is, is there is there kind of a bond there I mean you've reinvented yourself so many times on record yeah, uh, you know, um, I, I was really uh, happy to see that we were going to be able to take such a, a really strong lineup out with us. Um, I usually, I don't have a whole lot of control over who tours with us, but I use I, I tell my agent that I, I would like female fronted bands because I feel like we don't get as many opportunities as as our male counterparts, and that's that's not me being um, uh, someone who's complaining a lot or anything. It's just it's a fact. Look at the festivals. Look at any festival. And look at the number of male bands versus the number of female fronted bands. And look at how many female fronted bands are out there. And look at the opportunities that they, that they don't get. And there's one reason for it. It's because there's this idea of what a female fronted band represents. When I mean, we, this package alone represents, you know, some of the most powerfully talented bands on the planet, starting from Dolphin, who's, you know, uh, just a bunch of teenagers who are, you know, extremely talented out here doing it for the right reasons and every day they're they're on point to to lacy to um to september morning to us i mean it's a it's um so for me i, I whenever i do have the opportunity to have one i want to i want to be able to showcase everybody because we have a very mixed audience our audience is male female and all genders all races uh, um, orientation and so forth uh but look it doesn't matter who's who's at the mic it's about the it's about the song about the talent, it's about the, the passion. Sometimes it means more than the talent, really. About the passion for doing it, and um, I think it's I think it's having an effect. I hope it does. Well, you obviously have passion for what you do and for the messages that you deliver. Oh, and you know, does that stem from the things that you've gone through, obviously, in your life? But how much of that do Hello? you draw from your childhood experiences? Hey, hold on. Hello? Are you not Are you not able to hear Nikki? Huh. No, you're definitely coming through on the mic here, Nick. Yeah. Maybe I'll use my microphone. Hang on. <laughs> Sorry, we're having like some weird technical things going on here. Okay, are you there? Hey. Hey, hey sorry. sorry, we lost you. We lost you in the mountains there, Otep. That's okay. I think maybe the governor of North Carolina chapter phone. <laughs> <laughs> and the call is, like, you know, well, not, we're not having that kind of business talk about on the radio. You know what? You, here's the thing, man. The Panthers lost to the Broncos in the Super Bowl. There may be an anti-Colorado conspiracy coming from North Carolina, too. Oh. Mm-hmm. We've uncovered. Baby. We've yes. uncovered shenanigans. Look out. This this, this movie's taking on a whole other... Yeah. You have such a powerful image, and you deliver such powerful messages through your music mm. and through everything you do, really. 
Um, and I know that you draw everything you write from personal experiences. And we have an event coming up that I know is is close to your heart because it's something that you've been through. But we have an event called Rock Against Rape coming up that is benefiting the women's community and all the money raised is going to educate students about sexual assault and the things that they can do to get help and also yeah. provide the counseling services to the victims. Part of the, part of the problem, I think, also with, um, with when someone has gone through such a horrible event is speaking out because they're afraid of getting victimized twice. And that is part of the course. So for you guys to be able to hold an event to help uh, survivors of this kind of assault, I think, is um, empowers them and maybe empower more people. That's really, really wonderful. It's something that we find important, obviously, because we yeah. are in the rock world, and so many people in the rock world have had the courage to stand up and talk about the things that happened to them, that they were victims, and the things mm-hmm. that they were afraid to talk about that now they do, and they express so much of that through their music. And they, yeah. hopefully that music then can connect with somebody who may be going through the same thing to give them the power and the courage to step up yeah. and talk about it. Well, you know, and I think, you know, there's, there's some, I, I agree with you, and I think that's wonderful, and, and it really is. But I think also we need to have conversations about, you know, there's this, um, without getting too much into the political season, but we've got several male candidates who are running for president on both sides, I should say, who have spoken out of, about women and what they should or shouldn't do to avoid being attacked or molested. So they'll say, maybe don't drink at a party or maybe don't wear that skirt so short. And sometimes women should just lay back and relax. Or sometimes women fantasize about it. And that means that it's partially okay to be raped. And I think that that part of the culture needs to be addressed. It needs to be changed. It needs to be changed. It needs to be um, uh, uh, spoken out against not only by women, but about, from men who are smart enough to know that those are just absolutely absurdities. Because if I can apply that to anyone else, then you should say if, if someone was, you could apply it to anybody. Well, someone was killed. Well, they shouldn't have been wearing that watch. If someone had, you know, a little teenager got his, he got his murdered for his shoes. Well, they shouldn't have been wearing those shoes. I mean, where does that stop? It, it doesn't matter what a woman wears. It doesn't matter if she's been drinking, she is a human being who has rights to her own body just like anybody else on this planet. It's like any man on this planet has rights to his body. Women have rights to their bodies. No matter how much you love our bodies, we still, they're still ours. They still belong to women. And nothing that, that we do gives you the right to take that away from us, to take that ownership away. And I think that's very, very important to remind people. And also, victim is a word that sometimes makes people feel less. And so I try to use survivor because that makes people feel like they've overcome something. Victim kind of makes them feel like they are responsible to, you know, or that they were, uh, it just sometimes has a bad connotation to it. So I, use, I try to use the word survivor a lot. And I really appreciate you guys doing that. And, I, and I'm happy that there are so many people now speaking out against it. But to have men who are currently running for president saying these things and, or have written about these things, even when they were, if they were younger, they still haven't addressed the fact that maybe they wrote these things. Um, uh, particularly, I, I saw John Kasich, who I, is on the Republican side, I think that he's probably the most sane person running 
Which right? ain't saying much. Um, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Which ain't saying much. That is true. It's not saying much, but he he has a. If you go back and look at his Ohio leg, legislation in Ohio, he has a terrible record against women and who they are. I mean, I think he just he just told, he said that women should come out of the kitchens and vote for him. He just said that. <laughs> so this is his idea of women, and unfortunately, you know, I mean, Donald Trump is you know the the. The fecal matter that comes out of this man's mouth is not surprising anybody, but the one thing that surprised me was Bernie Sanders. And uh, I am a fan of Mr. Sanders uh, as, a, as, a, as his positions, though I agree with most of them. I don't agree with all of them, but uh, when he was uh, a younger man, he did write uh, some papers for some reason about women's sexuality, and, and in one of the papers he wrote that women sometimes have sex with their husbands and imagine being raped by three men. I don't know where that came from. Maybe he interviewed a woman who said that, and that's what he wrote down. But I think that those are very dangerous statements to make because not a lot of people will make that jump from he heard it from some from a woman who said, I had this wild fantasy once, and this is what happened. doesn't mean she wants it to happen because that's why it's a fantasy. But she wrote it, and he wrote it down, and now it's a fact. And a lot of those Bernie bros are out there who take that to heart, and then that gets ingrained in people's minds that this is what women want. And we don't. Trust me, we don't. And, um, and, and you know, again, rape is never an act of, of sex. It's an act of violence. It's never an act of that. You know, a lot of, most rapes happen at home. It happens with someone that you've been involved with. Um, and, uh, and, and I think those are very important things that we, we need to address as a, as a country. So, and um, because that's, a, that's another thing that even, it, it, it even boils out into the immigration world. There are women who have come here, who've had children here, they've escaped abusive relationships in other countries because in their countries, women have less rights than men. They're treated like livestock. Um, I just saw a senator, I think she's from Hawaii. Her mother left Japan because her father was beating her, the mother, and doing all these terrible things to her. She came to America, had a child. That child is now a U.S. senator for Hawaii. So, you know, this whole immigrant argument is just ridiculous because it's not just what Donald Trump said, they're sending us rapists and they're sending me all of these things. I don't think the man's ever met a, a work. I think, you know, the thing about Donald Trump, which is funny, he's got, not only does he have really small hands to be a big guy, because I think, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm like 5'5", five five, so I've got, I've got pretty big hands for 5'5", five five, so my hands are probably bigger than his. But I'll tell you this, he's got really soft hands, too. Yeah. Really soft hands. You see, that means he's, he's never done a hard day's work in his life. He doesn't know anything about working class, working people. Today I saw him talking about how, you know, we send everything over to China. China's taking our jobs. Mexico's taking our jobs. Saudi Arabia, all this nonsense. Well, then, if he's such a patriot, why doesn't he pull all of his manufacturing from China? Why doesn't he pull all his manufacturing from China that he has going on right now to make all of his stupid Trump suits and stupid Trump hats? And why doesn't he repay the loan that the man in Saudi Arabia gave him to save one of his countries? And why doesn't he stop building his hotel in Saudi Arabia right now? Because he's not employing American workers over there. He's employing Saudis. If he's, if he's such an American, then why isn't he pulling it now? Why is he waiting to do it until he becomes president? Well, lead by example, my friend, because he's full of, he's full of malarkey, this man. <laughs> I hate him so. I don't think, nice I don't think I've ever hated, I don't think I've ever hated a man that I never met more than I hate Donald Trump.